Akwaba. Welcome back to the Team Ghana U podcast, bite-sized where you receive news, updates, discussion, and everything significant football and Ghana related. As always, I want you, the listeners, to be actively involved by tweeting or emailing us for discussion or wanting more information. Last episode, we discussed Henny Jan and briefly his story. This week, we're back and narrating our recent article with some added info, some source. Our article, what would Ireland do? Yeah, I wrote it. What would Ireland do? Or rather, what have they done? The past 24 months have gone underneath the radar for your casual observers, but the Republic of Ireland underneath the stewardship of Stephen Kenny are on an upward trend, with notable performance against Portugal and Serbia having raised the hopes of the boys in green. The Republic's last World Cup appearance was in 2002, South Korea and Japan, where roly-polies and gunfinger salutes were all the rage, Robbie Keane's trademark celebration. But a lot of time has passed between now and then, and their previous World Cup appearance in 94. The Republic of Ireland are no longer playing direct to the big man, and have adopted a new style under Stephen Kenny. Previous generations have made their country proud by punching above their weight, shocking the likes of Italy in 94 and eliminating the Netherlands in qualification for 2002. The folklore runs deep. They made it difficult for the opposition, playing to their strengths and the opposition's weaknesses. But now with a new generation, developed in the tiki-taka era, this generation have looked up to Xavi, Iniesta and now Kevin De Bruyne. The profile of the players they have in comparison to yesteryear is different, and so is the football. I raised the Republic of Ireland because hopefully it's a great story developing underneath our noses. Stephen Kenny's history as a coach and manager, but now they're getting results against the unfancy teams, as well as the big boys. Hopefully it's the start of something new. Including Stephen Kenny, a beacon for Irish football, I want to highlight some recent success in Ghanaian football, women's football, and for coach Yusuf Pasigi and Hasaka's ladies, who were finalists in the Women's Champions League. It's a phenomenal achievement in the inaugural tournament. The girls in green went from the qualifying rounds to finalists. But what does this mean for women's football and Hasaka's ladies? For one, they get the stage they deserve to display their talents. And secondly, financials aside, like many years gone by, it may be the start of something special, an opportunity to dominate African football for years to come. Being finalists may be, but they won the heart of the nation and put Ghanaian football back on the map. As with the ascendancy of the Republic of Ireland and Stephen Kenny, what would you like to see next for the ladies in green and for women's football, Ghanaian football? It's a drum will beat several times, but for Hasaka's ladies to push on and create a legacy, investment in the right places is needed, for immediate support and for the continuum of our game. This would or would encourage more girls and women to participate in sport, to educate and qualify more coaches, not just qualifications, but continual professional development on topics like philosophy and coaching styles, research methods, technology and more. Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither were the foundations put together by Stephen Kenny's Island and the legendary sides before us. For Hasaka's ladies, it was an unprecedented season which saw the club win all domestic competitions and become finalists in Africa's maiden showpiece event. But what next? Previously, we discussed the differences between men and women's football, improving the awareness of the top female athletes, and in so, raising the profile, the engagement in the women's game, brand strategy, cross-branding, using role models and ambassadors, harnessing technology. With those things said, the women's game in Europe is thriving more than ever before. The United States are, was, and still is a market leader. But slowly and surely, the WSL and the Women's Champions League has gained coverage and interest. Six months ago, I didn't know the thriving stars in the women's game, but now I do. The postponed 2020 FA Cup final was played in front of 45,000. This didn't happen overnight. The WSL now has good coverage on the radio, to a wider audience. The women's game has stars and high-profile players, past and present, with many now following down the path of the academy system or professional clubs. As an example of one of those many clubs now operating a more extensive programme, I have and will read some info about Tottenham Hotspur's programme. WSL Dual Career Academy Following the launch of our female talent pathway at the start of the season, we're undergoing a recruitment process to fill spaces in our WSL Academy programme for the 2021-2022 season. Our FA WSL Academy squad links directly with the first team, with the strategy of graduating players into this environment when viable. What is the FA WSL Dual Career Academy? 
Launched by the FA in the 2018-19 season, the program is designed to provide talented players between the ages 16 and 21 with a program which has a multidisciplinary approach. This includes extended medical provision, individual strength and conditioning support, education and lifestyle guidance, as well as a football coaching and competition program delivered by UEFA A and B licensed coaches. As this is a 50-50 dual career program, all participants' education and work commitments will be balanced with the training schedule, around 15 hours commitment per week. Great program and going in the right direction. Another example of what we're talking about is partnerships. There are varying types, but I'm referring to the educational ones, just like the one before. Ones which have given many Ghanaians an opportunity to study in the US, but I'm also referring to partnerships which offer players opportunity to play and potentially even be sold. A good example of this, in which we'll end the podcast on, is the frequent export pathway of our talent and our recent one in Matthew Kuja to Dundee United. Congratulations to him on his recent move. We'll be tracking him and wishing him well. As for specifically Hasaka's ladies and women's football in Ghana, we'll have to just wait and see. But I have my fingers crossed. As an observer, a casual listener, or maybe a player yourself, what pathways would you like to see Ghanaian football go down? Or what pathway are you currently on? Let us know. That's it for this week's episode. We'll be posting as usual via social media, keeping up with the stories as unfold in the coming weeks. As always, if you've got any questions or queries, email us at teamgarnerU at gmail.com or tweet or DM us at teamgarnerU on IG or Twitter. Thank you. Take care. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm.